0: Welcome to the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders Podcast, a.k.a. The Whip Show. Your co-hosts, Deshaun Whipdog Whipple and Devastating Daryl Pace, each and every week will bring in some of the top pro wrestlers from around the world. I'm talking WWE, WWE, WCW, Impact Wrestling, NWA and more So sit back, get your favorite drink And listen to some great stories told By those amazing and sometimes crazy Pro-wrestling superstars What's going on everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders Podcast A.K.A. The Whip Show you know what it is. I am Deshaun Whip Dog Whipple. And I'm here with my tag team partner.
1: Devastating. Darryl Pace here.
0: See, this week, he's in the wrestling library. Oh, he's yeah. He's not in the control center. He's in the wrestling library because that's our historian right there. That boy is Mike Tenet. Conrad Thompson rolled in one. Yeah, dig. It. Well, on this episode... As y'all know, we're wrestling heroes and insiders. We've had some amazing... Re- whoa, 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 whoa. Daryl, what's going on over there, bro? What's up with the Red Solo? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to fool you. This, this is just water. This is water. Don't, don't, worry. Don't, be just taking, don't be taking the street profits. give it, man. We don't do that here, baby. Nah. uh Hey, is this season two or season three? Man, I'm getting ready for season three over here. We don't know what's going on. Okay. okay. Well, like I said, guys, you know what it is. We're the wrestling heroes and insiders. We've had tons of wrestling superstars on the show. Uh, we've had Offa Jr. We've had C.W. Anderson. A load of wrestlers. Mike, the Duke, the Dumpster, Drossy. The man. Exactly. Exactly. We've had we've had the man. We've had Gilbert, We've had Randy But we also like to have heroes on the show. People that put a pro wrestling event together. We've had WWE production assistants. We've had Jimmy Newton, Director of Security, but we've never had somebody that does theme music, Daryl. And Daryl, on this episode, we got this young man, I found out about him, he's a podcast host, the boy does music, the boy does it all. Can we give it up for Mr. Antoine Moore, aka Montesey? What's going on, bro?
2: Hey, what's going on, guys? Man, thank you for having me on. I am uh, more than blessed and thankful for you guys reaching out to me to come on to the show, man. I'm I'm feeling good. I'm ready to go. How you guys doing?
1: I'm hanging in there, baby. Girl, I'm doing great, man. Like I said, in here in the library, man, doing some research on on wrestling music, man. So I I think you're going to fill me in for all the gaps I got, man.
2: (laughs) I got you, King. No problem, man. Thank you guys for having me on, man.
1: Now, fellas, don't judge me
0: because tonight – uh, I, I I went up somewhere, got me a nice bottle of apple pie wine, so I'm a little, little dessert wine while we're talking. You know what I'm saying? The king's gonna discuss this over a
1: good bottle of wine with the is that Ripple? You got ripple? What is that?
0: Oh my god, shut up, man, shut up. Anyway, first of all, Antoine, was <laughs> be on the show. But we always like to start here, man, because like I said, you've done some theme music, but before we go there, I gotta ask you, what was your initial connection to pro wrestling? What made you Enjoy wrestling in the first place,
2: man. Uh, great question. Um, well, you know, my um my grandpa's at the time, he uh, he was a big wrestling fan. And um him and my grandmother used to always punch in a lot of the pay-per-views and stuff like that, like early 90s when I was like two or three years old, you know. So um he actually they actually got me turned on to wrestling and uh, ever since I was a little boy I've been watching it. So when I was about four or five they started taping a lot of the the, the WWE pay per views. So my very first wrestling tape that I have, um, it's in storage now. It says, "Antoine's wrestling tape, 1992." So that tape was the Monday Night Raws going into Hogan supposedly pre-retirement into WrestleMania Eight, mm. when he was when he's supposed to wrestle uh, Sid Justice. So. My very first pay-per-view that I remember distinctively watching was WrestleMania 8 at the Hoosier Dome with uh, Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper, Shawn Michaels, Tito Santana, Undertaker, Jake the Snake. So that was, I know that I know that's probably one of my favorite pay-per-views. That was the very first one I remember. And it was on a VHS tape. So when I was younger, my family used to always tape them. They used to order them and tape them for me. So I'm about at SummerSlam 93, WrestleMania 10, um, Austin, I distinctively remember um, King of the Ring in 1996, I was eight years old, and that was the night that Stone Cold went to King of the Ring and did the, um, the Austin awesome 316, that was on my birthday he said that, June 23rd, so I will never forget those moments, and so ever since those days as a little, as a young as a little kid, I always had those uh, those memories and stuff like that, so it just stuck with me watching it, you know, and um my earliest, my earliest goes back to watching my go, my greatest of all time, Bret Hart come out with the black jacket, the pink tights, you know, and he he was the reason why I became a wrestling fan. He was just he was everything to me growing up. Bret Hart was still is everything to me now. Just the way he wrestled and during that time, I grew up in a new generation era. So that was. That was the guy that got me into wrestling. Mean, You're gonna care. get
1: a lot of buy-in from me, because I'm certainly a Bret Hart fan. We talked every episode here, we're talking about Bret Hart. Or I'll, or I'll bring up the thing of my kid uh, in, the, in this in this uh show. So no, uh, happy to hear that. No, you know, go on.
2: Absolutely, man. And so it's been um it's been a journey, man. Um obviously me being in my uh, about to be mid thirties. I've been watching it ever. You know, I've been through the ups and downs of wrestling. Uh me and my my grandmother, we watch it each and every week. We have our ups and downs. We cuss out the TV or we enjoy it. So like everybody else. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, nothing that, but to change on that end. So, uh, you know, I've, I've been a fan my whole life, man. And it's, 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 been, it's been a long journey, though. It's been a long, fun journey. And this has been my safe haven for me.
0: Nice, nice. Well, I know you also do hip hop, man. And we're going we to bring the bridge together. But you grew up like a wrestling. Were you a big hip hop fan too, obviously? And who was your guy in hip-hop?
2: Yes, yes. Uh, my family, man, my family. See, growing up, um, see, I grew up in uh I grew up in New York, so that's where I was born at. So a lot of a lot of my um a lot of my tastes come from then. And my grandmother used to play a lot of old music and stuff growing up. So I grew up on a whole lot more than hip hop before I knew who hip hop was. I knew who like Bobby Womack and Michael Jackson and all the legends were, you know what I'm saying? Before I knew what hip-hop was. So when I was younger, I knew who Luther and Marvin Gaye was before I knew who Rakim and, and Biggie was. But as I got older, you know, I, um, I started getting into hip-hop music as I got older. And um, a lot of my guys, a lot of my favorites was Method Man, you know, um, Nas, Jay-Z, uh, 50 Cent. I mean, you name it. Even older than that, Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, G rap. A lot of the the older legends too. So a lot of hip hop ended up blending into my household and really a lot of my inspirations were really the mixture of funk, R&B, soul and hip hop. Hip hop just happened to be what the one that I was most talented at and I worked the hardest to get good at. And, um, you know, I I didn't I wasn't blessed to have like an amazing singing voice, but I knew I could put words together. So rapping was ended up being the caveat I chose. So with the wrestling, the hip-hop came along with it. So around those times developing in my youth, both of them were, like, was, like, congruent with each other, hip-hop and wrestling. I, like, they, they, were, they were one and two for me.
0: Okay. Now, uh, I got to ask you then. Growing up, did you get into that backyard wrestling? You know that stuff that I'm talking about. You and your homeboys just trying to put shows together. Did y'all do any of that when you was younger or no, man?
2: No. A lot of my friends did. I, I didn't want to get hurt. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't want to get hurt, but I watched. I watched a lot of my friends who had. I like, got one of my one of my best friends named Josh. He used to do that really heavy, so I used to watch him sometimes do it. And those guys went too far, man. I couldn't do it, man. I just, you know, um, I just I, I'd watch it, but I just it was just not me, man. I just I was like, you look, me getting in the ring doing something physical was just not my thing, brother. I, I knew I knew my limitations very young, and I and I stuck I stuck what I was good at.
0: I ain't mad at that, man. Well, you talked about that blend of uh hip-hop and wrestling. Let's see if you how far you really go back. When I say a name, let's see if okay. that reminds me of anything. WWF Aggression CD.
2: Yes, Aggression CD. That was um 2000, 2001. That was all the all hip hop CD. They yes. did um, Yes, the all-hip hop wrestling CD. That was the uh, WWE that had the Gangrel thing, that had a dub scene on the Stone Cold remix. Man, that album, that album is basically the template of what I do now. That's basically the the, the template of what I do.
0: Oh, man, and I'm glad you said that, because that's what I wanted to go into. Now, I got some of your videos played in the background, so if y'all watching on YouTube, you'll be able to check the videos out. Make sure you go to his YouTube page and everything. But... Now, I saw you got a song, a Roman Reigns song. You got Orange Cassidy. Like, now, were you making songs about wrestlers before they ever called you, or did you get called by AEW first? Then you started doing more stuff. How did, what was the timeline?
2: Oh, no, man. I did this. I was like, so look, man, let me give you, let me give you the, the, the truth, the 100% truth on how this all started. I was doing this in 2014, man. It was me, and um, I sat back one day. I, I was talking to my grandmother, and I said, "Grandma, I'm gonna write a song about this guy named Roman Reigns." And at the time, she wasn't really watching wrestling like that, but we ended up uh, ended up looking at them, looking at him on TV. So yeah, if you write a song about him, that'll be that'll be great. This was 2014. And um, I ended up just randomly writing a song about Roman Reigns. One day, uh, my son was about two, three years old at the time. Um, He was about to get dropped off to me. And I was watching the Royal Rumble 2013 with the one where the rock beat CM Punk and won the strap. So this one, this is obviously when The Shield debuted and, you know, Roman Reigns won the black shirt. And I'm like, who is that dude? So I did some of my research and I just went on Wikipedia, looked up stuff on Roman Reigns, and I literally just shot it in the dark, man, and just put it out there. In 2014, I just put the song out there and it just went viral on its own. I didn't have no crazy marketing plan. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, look, I'm just gonna go to the studio and write the song about Roman Reigns, shoot the music video and just put it out there. So what I did was, man, I did it the old fashioned way. I wanted to start in the indies. I-, I burnt CDs like any other artist would do and I was standing outside of wrestling Promotions, the old fashioned way, hey, hey, man. You know, um, I, went, I started in Maryland. My friend, my best friend of the Maryland at the Bret Hart Meet and Greet, a place where MCW in Maryland, I burnt some CDs. I stood outside and while the wrestlers were coming in, I was passing out CDs. Hey, I make theme songs. I make theme songs. I do it for free just to get my name out there. And that's how I started. I started from the very bottom. I didn't, I didn't feel like, I felt like I needed to have a, a, a good relationship with the business to see what a lot of the guys went through. You know? And to see what and I wanted to start to build a relationship there. I didn't want to just make songs and kind of just go to the go to the quotation top. I wanted to start in the trenches with everybody else. So what I did, I gave my CD out to guys, I ended up making the CD, I ended up making songs to about three or four guys in that locker room. Word spread and it, it went from Maryland to New York to North Carolina. And then it just spread all over the, the United States. I ended up then and then each year from 2014 and now, I just ended ended up Gaining traction, bigger names started hitting me up. Bigger, bigger promotions started hitting me up. I, I travel on my own dime to all these promotions, and perform on that microphone. Just hey, let me get let me perform for this guy. I'm not asking for no money. Just let me rap, and I did it the old-fashioned way, man. Started from Roman Reigns to now, I just started that way. Now the Orange Cassidy's and the, and the Moxleys and the Brian Cages you see now, those are those are relationships I formed over the years. You know. Those are relationships that I formed with the guys. So now when I do these songs, they're like, oh, okay, that's TZ doing so, that's TZ doing his thing. When back in the days, I just had to go on these locker rooms, give my business cards, give my CDs, and put myself out there, put my name out there. So now these songs, I have a relationship with the companies with the Impacts, the New Japans, the WWE's, the AEW. So now I have access if anybody wants to use me for anything, I'm there and I have direct access to making music for these guys. But that's that's how it all started. I, I started in the indies like any other wrestler would before I got to this point now.
0: Man, that's really an amazing story. Cause like I said, Daryl, we've had multiple people come on there. This young man was in the trenches. You dig what I'm saying? Just <laughs> no. like a worker would be. That's amazing. Yeah. I think, oh, I think he might got you, man. Are you hearing this man rattle off gates, matches, that boy historian too. Daryl, we might have to do you guys one-on-one in the trivia contest, baby. I think he got you beat,
1: man.
2: Oh man, he, he's on he, he's on point, man. But one of no the smoke, big I don't, I don't want no smoke, man. I don't want no smoke. You got it. You got there with the library books, man. You over the <laughs> I don't
1: want no smoke, bro. Oh no, problem. I don't know, but you on point point. And an important point though is is. is is what music means to to wrestling, right? I mean, I grew up in those days in the early 80s, right? Not everybody had a, a theme song, right? I grew up just people walking the ring in darkness. But when, when they started coming with the themes and and and, and, and how it added to the cal- the ca- character. So tell us a little bit about that. Like what, what does that theme bring out in, in, in you know, and, and how does that, you know,
2: accentuate the, the wrestlers? Great question, man. See, like you got I mean you guys are on point. I love these questions. Um, I didn't realize how much, how important a theme song is to a wrestler's brand and how important a good song is until I really started doing it and really started seeing the reaction of people. I started to fall in love more with the reaction of the people in the audience more than the wrestlers making the music for. Over time, at first I was like, well, I'm making a song for this person and I'd more see how they would react when they would come out, the wrestler or the character. As I started... Doing it and I started really watching over these years. I started watching the people's reaction. And I recognized that if I picked the right music to make people stand up, clap, boo, whatever they were doing, I did my job. Because it their natural reaction would be their reaction, whether the guy was a heel, a baby face, a cleaner, whatever he or she did. I always tried to make music to be able to give them a reaction. So when they when you hear the song, that would be the point important thing to me. I didn't realize how much important it was for the brands until you actually start hearing about songs that people don't like, you know, when people be like, oh, I don't like this song, this theme, something's missing. Or, you know, one thing about like the great Jim Johnson from WWE back in the days, he was the greatest at doing something. It seemed like everybody's music fit who that person was, you know, whether it was hip hop rock, you, whenever you heard their music, Stone Cold's music sounds like what Stone Cold would be. You know, Kane, D Generation X, The Rock. The music that you have back then of those wrestlers, It Undertaker, it always matched the character. And I feel like nowadays it's not as current, it's not as strong. The, th- the songs don't stick out as much as they used to. Um... Not saying, you know, not saying anything because I didn't, I didn't make everything I'm just saying as far as music. It could be rap, country, whatever. It just, it feels more generic now than it does back then where a theme song would be the identity of the person because it added to who the person was. Like if you hear Randy Orton's theme music now, the Voices song, that they talk to me song, that goes directly with who Randy Orton is. That's why it hits so hard when you hear his music. That's why it hits so hard when you hear The Undertaker's gong go off. And it has, to match, it has to match the wrestler's identity, man. It has to match who they are. So if I'm making a hip-hop song for Orange Cassidy, I would make something more upbeat, but knowing how he comes out and how his character is, he would, he would just move the way he moves to the music. If I'm making something for Brian Cage, which I just did, it has to be more aggressive. It has to hit harder. It has to, it has to go right to the point. It has to have a lot of guitar. It has to, it has to hit hard. If I'm making something for Roman Reigns, it has to be more upbeat, nod your head, you know, nod your head and, and more catchy, you know. So it, it's, it all depends on the person, the identity, and the reaction you're trying to get from the crowd.
1: Now, now there's a mix, right? We talk about music, and then we also have vocals, right? You know, back in the day, you know, you had the honky-tonk, man. You had the music, but you also had – in that case, he did it. You know, you got the guys doing the vocals. You know, in today's age, is it is it is it, it – you said it's changed. Is it because it's more – music heavy and less vocal or what what do you see like like what's the what's is there is there an ingredient that's missing
2: yes i believe that How can i say this i believe that even if it was rather cfo's or it was jim johnston back in the days or jimmy hart who did Shawn michael's music you know jimmy hart did so many people's music back in the days too I just think that the music back in the days is not really the vocalists that are saying their own vocals. I think it just doesn't match an identity. I don't want to have to play a theme song for a WWE wrestler, wrestler A, and then it sound like it could be for wrestler B. Yeah. That it could could be, if this theme song could be played for four or five different people, it's not a song that has an identity to it. That's right. You can't play a Stone Cold song and it'd be for anybody else. That's That song, that song is, is, is 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 ingrained in who he is. So you can't play that song and see Billy Gunn come out and have that same reaction. It doesn't fit Billy Gunn. You know, it has to. I think nowadays the only critique I have is that some of the music, if you listen to uh, a Seth Rollins song, it might could fit three other people. You know what I mean? Yep. So it, it it can fit different people. So. I would just like for it to more have more of an identity to the person. No matter what genre it is, like um, a a uh, let's use, use a big star, uh, a Braun Strowman song should not sound nothing like anybody else's music. You know, he's a big star. He's who they're putting money behind. His music should sound totally different. That's why I love. That's why Bray is my favorite wrestler. Bray Wyatt's music sounds nothing like anybody else. Yeah, his character is nothing like anybody else. You tell bray Wyatt sat down and literally thought about how his music should sound how it should be how it fits his character you know and that takes time to figure out back then you had a guy like jim johnston who dedicated his time to these guys and dedicated his time to their sound nowadays it don't really feel like that they're going to different people for different things you know what i mean so you might have a different ear different producers have different ears so that's why it can sound like that jim johnston was one direct person who knew the guys, who knew the wrestlers, who knew what they wanted, and dedicated his time to give them that sound. That's why it doesn't sound as intimate as it once did. Man, I'm
0: glad you touched on all of that. I got so much to say behind that. But you're absolutely right. Back in the day, when we heard that Shawn Michaels, that beat drop before he even came off of Sexy Boy, you knew he was coming. When When we heard, I am a real American, when it hit, when you heard, you know, all those songs, those fit those people, and the obviously caused the reaction before you even got out there. But you touched on something else, Um, knowing the character. Uh, people, and I, I would say you too as well now, being a part of the business, sometimes we are in these Facebook groups and all that stuff. We might not comment because we know fans, you know how fans can be. But we watch. You know what I'm saying? We watch to see how it moves and what people like. And that's one of the biggest things, talking about the music. I was on a page the other day, and they're going crazy talking about, and this is not a knock because we're not trying to get anybody in trouble or anything, but they were talking about how, like, Seth Rollins' music sounds like Bailey's music. You know what I mean? Or they ripped Keith Lee's music and gave him a generic song. You know what I mean? So, like you said, because I don't think CFO was working with WWE anymore. That's such a big thing for these characters. If I I don't have a son, but I have a godson. If I take him to the show, I want my godson to pop when Undertaker's bell goes off. You know what I mean? I want him to feel good. Now we we still got that with AJ, but a lot of those guys, like you said, we don't have it. But with that being said, AEW, AEW, man, you you're working with one of the hottest promotions going right now, man. The first time you heard your song while you was sitting at home, not when you was there, when you were sitting at home watching that TV and you heard one of your songs come through, how did you feel, man?
2: Listen, man, mm-hmm. there, there's, there's, there's like, there's three things in my life that like I, I'll, I'll never forget. You know what I mean? Like in relation to something in life, you know what stuff happens and they're like memorable moments in your life. Like, the birth of my kids, being there for the birth of my children, right? Getting my diploma when I graduated. And being there with my grandmother, with her being the first person that ever heard my Roman Reigns song, for her the first person to co-sign, and her giving me the money and say, hey, go to the studio and put this out. You know what I'm saying? And her helping me get this done. For us to, to say that we... Had our had the song played on the very first match in AEW history when Sammy took on Cody Rhodes to open up the AEW promotion, and we were we literally were in the house and we, I, my nerves was like through my system. I've never been that nervous in my life. Like, I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a dad and I'm not saying I'm, I'm a perfect father. Nobody's perfect, but I'm not even nervous with that as I was watching T. That, that show that night. That right there was, it was crazy because so many emotions came through my mind, excuse me. So many emotions came through my mind. Like just thinking about the whole journey, just come here and say, yo, this song is going to be the first or second song played in this company's history on cable television. And it's going to be a standout song people hear. Man, the emotions that went through my heart, man. You ever been like, you ever been like so excited you like can't cry? <laughs> like like you just, you just you just have like these emotions and I'm just like it just dawned on me of everything we went through. The fact that me and my grandmother watched that together after this long journey, it meant everything to me. I meant everything to me. One of the greatest days of my life. I'll never forget it.
0: I can kind of imagine because just real quick, I used to work with a, a musical group here in the Michigan area, and for years I was doing my own thing, wrestling, acting and stuff. But when I managed them and when I saw them first go out there and perform in front of a packed house and people going crazy like you said I could even cry it felt like my sons had made it even though they weren't my kids I felt as good for them as I did when I used to do stuff probably even better so I can imagine how you felt man when that energy was just flowing through you man so so you've got these relationships with guys man Sammy Guevara Orange Cassie all of them so what they just been packed they just passed your number around each other like yo call my dog. He's, he's dope. That's, is that
2: how it works? It's been word of mouth, man, for, for six years, man. It's been word of mouth. Um, uh, like if people don't know, I did, I did, um, that, that's the that voice here on Big Swole's music too. That's my voice too. So, uh, you know, when you hear Big Swole's music, that's me, that's me and her. Um, you hear, um, you hear, you know, obviously you hear Sammy Cavar, that's me as well. Um, that, that, uh, that parody rap that, um, that the Miz and John Morrison, uh, did. Whoa, that parody whoa, whoa. rap. that's my jam right there, baby. No, wait a minute. Don't
0: tell me that, baby. That's my jam.
2: Word? Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, parody rap that they did, I, I co-wrote, I co-wrote some of that. Yes, I did. Yes. So, so I've been, I've been, I've been around, man. I've, I've imprinted myself inside the, inside the game and, um. We've been, um, you know, we've been moving, man. Like, it, it feels good. You know, a lot of the guys know me. They know me around. And now um, Brian Cage hit me up. And Brian Cage was like, yo, man, um, I want to do this music video with you. So um, later this month, we're dropping uh, Cage uh, Terminator on site, which is me and Brian Cage, an actual music video with him there. So I've been promoting the clips on that uh, with Brian uh, being in the video with me. So we've been clicking, man. Like, they just hit me up. I'm not in a good relationship with everybody Hey, man. About that time I get that TZ sound, and um, they, I I, cook, I go in the kitchen, I cook up, and I give them I give them I give them my ingredients, man, and they and they love it. My God! Now let me ask you a question. I was gonna say this for later,
1: but I'm gonna ask it now because I'm thinking about Hulk Hogan, right? And when Hulk Hogan already talked about a deal, he said he talks about two things: the money and the miles, right? In a situation like this, right. and obviously you're not gonna talk about the money, but just to get an idea, because when we talked about you know CFO and, and 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 Jim Johnston, and another one reason why I think they're moving away from CFO is because they have to pay royalties to them for percentage. At least we've heard about that. With your music now, Right,
2: absolutely. Do you yep. have
1: ownership of the music, do you get like if there's an AEW video game, right? Or if there's an AEW the album, you know, are, are you gonna get a little bit of a payday uh, from that? Or how's that work? I mean, I'm about the details,
2: right? But just in general. Right, right. I mean, this is to help independent artists. I won't go into full detail, but I will at least give them the game to directly answer your question in the best of my ability. Um, I will say that if you're about your business and you're about your business, you definitely will get a percentage of what you put out there. You, the producer, if you made the beat yourself or whatever producer, you will make sure that you get your, your, your cut. You can definitely get your your business if you're about it if you're not about it they will definitely take it from you if you ask for it they're going to give it to you so that's how this industry is with the music and anything in wrestling related tv when you know i spoke to the people on a to aew or any other promotion we we talk about what the what the exclusives are do you own the music if you don't this is what it is if you do this is what it is and um you know, a lot of people mess and make the mistake because it's like the artists and and, and and the music industry, entertainment industry is always they always prey on what you don't know. So if you know what you know and you bring it up, they have no problem giving it to you. Oh, okay, that's fine. But if you don't say anything, they won't give it to you. So I always tell independent artists that know you know know what you're doing, know what to ask for, and they can't take it from you. Use your voice. So just ask for it. Just say, hey, this is what I want. Oh, okay, cool then they're going to go with the flow because they know what you're know what you're talking about. If you don't, and they send you the contract and you sign it, that's on you. There's nobody's fault but you. They don't have to pay you for anything. But the more you know, you know, the better it is. And they're not going to reject that. Now, are you exclusive
1: or can you make money? Uh, not money, sorry. money's always on my mind, right? Can you make music for any, any group or any organization? Are you kind of exclusive to just one or two?
2: Nope, I am 100%. I am in a very, very unique situation um, due to my good standing in this entertainment industry with wrestling. I have the 100% availability and freedom to do WWE, AEW, New Japan, whatever. I'm one of the few that has that luxury just simply just because of the relationship I've built and because, you know, I, I can do, as, as people know, I do the WWE uh, podcast or City podcast when I say Scott. I do the podcast with him uh, every other week. And I also make music for AEW, I make music, I, I'm a mercenary of my, my talents until the right situation comes along, it's the best situation that's on my way, you know, um, like a wise man said, you just go jump everything on your table, sometimes it's power and saying no the first time, and you are, uh, you know, you just, you just keep it moving, so I'm a mercenary with my talents right now, I can go anywhere freely, And all 100 of my material and my content. So, uh, if the right situation comes along, then, you know, I'm more than willing to, uh, to go exclusive. But right now, I'm just doing my own thing.
0: That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Well, you touched on it right quick. I was going to go there, but I'm glad you touched on it. We're going to go ahead and bring it up. Working for the WWE podcast. Now, how did that start, man? You over there working with Swerve, man. How did that happen?
2: Well, man, Swerve is, uh, is my brother, man. He's one of the he's one of the two or three people in this world I'll take a bullet for and not and not ask him for a return later, right? Um, that, is, that is my brother. I love him to death, man. Um, he's, we've been working together business wise for three years. We've known each other since 2015. Okay. So what happened was like 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 any like like I did with the CDs and the music. I wanted to start a wrestling podcast. At the time, it was called a the Theme Stone King podcast in 2017. I I hit up Swerve, and I said, hey, man, I would like to book you for an interview. Um, Let me know the particulars of what you want to be compensated, and uh, this is where you can meet me at in the studio, and um, so I booked him. We went to the studio, and uh, I did did something, man, that I'm very, very glad that I did. I had a bunch of papers in my hand, right? So let me give you a description. So I had a bunch of papers in my hand, like this, asking I had a bunch of questions in my hand. And a lot of these questions were like uh, wrestling-related questions. So I had like a book of questions. So okay. right before the interview starts, I just throw the papers away. That's what I'm not doing. I throw the papers away. For sure. And I talked everything music in life with him.
0: That's
2: what's up. And that ended up being the best decision I ever made, because it made him more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And we ended up just talking music and life, about hip-hop, and life, and music. And we, the whole podcast was like, I'm going to post it, I'm post it on, our, on our YouTube channel one day of how we got started so you can see how we originally got started in 2017. So after that, he, you know, he say, yo, man, you got a great interview style. You want to team up? I'm thinking about doing a show called Swerve Talk on hotspots. So, we ended up doing the show called uh, Swerve Talk on High Spots. And uh, we ended up having Sammy Callahan, LAX at the time, Moose, you name it. They were on there. Mm. Then, obviously, as his career grew and my career grew, he ended up signing up with the E. The E already knew of us, the E already knew who I was. They already loved the podcast. So, they just we just transferred to called the Swerve City Podcast. And um, we've been running it obviously for a year now with the, in, in congruency with the WWE. So uh, we have Drew McIntyre coming on in in a week, the I WWE champion. I saw you had my
0: girl so, on. You um, have my girl on there, man. Bailey Do straps. Who? My girl Bailey. Oh, uh, uh, Bailey's the coolest man,
2: man. Bailey's the coolest man. Bailey's the coolest man. One of the most down to earth people you will ever meet, man. One of the most down to earth people. Love her. I
0: love Bailey to death, man. <laughs>
1: Well, man, I'm mad. I'm, I'm mad, Web Dog, because you gave me the script to ask oh. all these questions. I've been going line by line. Now he told me, to, I'm throwing away the script. I'm throwing it away. Throw
0: the script away, man. Throw the, we off the dome here, man. We off the dome, man.
2: Yeah, throw the papers away, man. Throw the paper. I, yeah, I love the organization, man. You can freestyle with me, man. You know, it, it's Let's all over. Let's go,
0: baby. Let's go. But I, I'm glad yeah. you said it. By the way, I'm just saying, I, I'm, throwing my hat, I'm throwing my hat in there, too, with you, bro, bro. Uh, and I'll be on my own dime. So if you're ever doing a music video, I'm a former wrestler, and uh, I can bump, and I can talk. So if you ever need an extra in one of your videos, holler at your boy. I got you, dog.
2: Hey, that it, brother. Hey, you got, hey, man, we got each other on Facebook, man. It's, all, it's always open in the air, brother. You already know.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. But I got to ask you this. If you I got Sasha Banks in a, in, a, in a music video, I'll do something. Hey, I'll you figure it out. Awesome. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I'll do, but I'll do something I'll figure now, it out I do
0: want to touch on this, man Um, You did kind of touch on it a little bit already But to the young guys Since you're in the hip-hop game And you know, it's, it's worldwide now But we get so many, you know, a million rappers What would you tell The young guy that wants to rap Or that's been doing this for a couple of years How to break out And how to get themselves in front of
2: other people, man For real, for real Um... Um one one thing I will say is that you have to find something that makes you unique. There's 15 million rappers out here, man. Every I mean people from 10 to 100 years old is, is in the studio, you know what I mean? You have to find something that makes you unique to you. If someone's going to take out their credit card and buy your album for 9.99, what are they going to hear? different from the other 15 people that is next to that's click on on skip the next playlist what what is going to stand out about yourself that people can relate to and this is why they say like they're making it as a rapper a lot of time harder than hitting a lottery because you have to figure out something you have and you have to constantly know the art of reinvention i always tell younger artists prince is the perfect person to look at a reinvention Prince put out, what, 10 albums in, what, a 10-year, 15-year period of 15, like 12, 13 albums. Prince did not look the same on any album. Mm. Prince always changed up something. It could be the hairstyle. It could be the clothes. It could be the way he performed. It could be the sound of the music. It could be something. He would change guitarists. He would change the drummers. He would change something every album. So nothing was the same. Nothing ever looked the same. So he would always have this distinct look or a distinct sound. So if he put out Purple Rain, then Sign of the Times, then Kiss, or whatever he did, nothing was the same. And as a rapper, you have to perfect that. Because one, a rapper's shelf life compared to other genres is also very lower. I also recommend that as much music you can make clean without cussing is definitely a benefit. Because it goes to more worldwide ranges. Yeah. And It also shows that your music can reach further places. If your music can still sound hard and aggressive without having to use the profanity, it shows a lot, you know? Um, and also, too, know your image. Know, as a younger artist, know what you're in this for. I can't tell you how many people get interviewed and it's like, well, you know, I just do this. Nah, man, tell us. Know why you're doing it. Why are you making music. Why should, why should a fan spend $9.99 on their album? Why should they spend 99 cents to buy your single? Why should they watch your video on YouTube? What makes your what what makes your video standing in front of a car with no shirt on rapping different from the next video on the see with the next guy with his shirt on rapping? Oh, you, yep.
1: you, you know, know that's a, what, what I was gonna say, you know, that's just the beauty of an artist, you know, of all arts, right? Like if you're talking about music, if you talking about wrestling, can't you can't maintain the same because people's times change, tastes change. You gotta adapt. You can still have what you, you know, you're trying to put forward, but you gotta adapt. So I, I, think that's important for all artists to hear out there, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to
2: you know, uh, adaptation. Comedy. Adaptation is the adaptation and reinvention is the key to lasting in in the music industry. Adaptation is something like me. It's like I inspire Swerve to get in the studio. Swerve's mind of music is totally different from mine. His beat selection is totally different from mine. But I have no problem adapting to his role because it's going to benefit me in the long run. Right. It gives right. people a different version of Montesi that they might not have. Now, you get the chance to hear Montesi on a more melodic, softer side that you might not hear on the wrestling because the wrestling is always more upbeat and aggressive. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to say, look, I feel like hearing wrestling Montesi I feel like hearing Swerve City Montesi or I feel like listening to solo Montezzi, where it's more soulful music. So you get an opportunity to, to, to adapt and change. You know, I think the worst thing that people do is they they become, you know, they, they, they get in their own way, you know? They get in their own way with their music career. They start believing that because it worked for three years that by year four it might plummet to something else. And because it worked, and just because it works doesn't mean it's the best thing for you. Sometimes it's always good to reinvent while something's working because it shows that you're already ahead of the time. If you reinvent while something's working, then you're able to take it to a whole another level. So I always tell artists, man, work on reinvention and work on adaptation. Be able to adapt to any situation. Like Jay Z said, learn how to move. If you learn how to move in a room full of vultures, you will never go wrong. It's funny you just touched
0: on Hov. I'm literally about to say the exact same thing. You're talking about a man that's 50 years old, been doing it since, what, 26, and we still follow him. For what reason? Yes, it's the legacy, but Hov also was able to keep going to where he didn't come across as the old dude rapping. You know what I'm saying? Because he was able to maneuver and adapt with the time, so I'm I'm totally in agreement with that, man. But I got to say this. This is time for our next segment Normally we call this book yourself, but you're not a wrestler, so you can't book yourself. So my question I'm gonna ask you is a really straightforward question. Take the themes that you made, don't don't put them in a picture. But what is your favorite theme song
2: in wrestling ever? Ever. Uh, if I could pick one, obviously, man. I think I think the greatest theme song in wrestling history is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think that's the greatest. Say it one more time. I this that. I, I, I think it's Stone Cold Steve Austin's, bro. I think that theme song, it's, it, that glass shatter and that, dan dan dan, that does something. I don't know what it does to people. But that theme song, I mean, I think the greatest entrance in wrestling history is obviously The Undertaker. Right. But the greatest song, Stone Cold theme song, man. I don't. I, I, it's the most distinct, the most fitting theme song to a wrestler outside of what Hogan's was. Uh, man, it just, it just, you know, you got you got Takers, Takers, original dead man out there. You know, a lot of people say The Rock's, mm-hmm. some people say, uh, you know, Motorhead's Triple H, but Stone Cold Steve Austin's man is everything to me, bro. Now, that was part one
0: of. This question. But part two is this. You being a person that creates music, and you've done it from a lot of superstars over the time. But is there one guy out there that you really like? Oh, if I can make a song for this guy, it's gonna kill the game. Tell me, it's gotta be one guy out there that you haven't made a song for yet that you want to just get your hands on and sink your teeth into his music or her music. Talk to
2: me. Great question. Ooh. Ooh. Mm, what a good question! Someone I really want to sink my teeth into. Pause. You know, as a kid, you wrote a you
1: off. wrote a theme song in your head for somebody. Come on, who, who would you, you want to get?
0: Like it right now, it's on TV or whatever. If you could just, I don't know if I could make a song for that person. And
2: wow! They be, honestly, and they could be honestly, keep They could be past or present. present. Okay, good, good, good. Right now, obviously, I would say Roman Reigns. Quarter okay. Roman Reigns right now. Roman Reigns. Would be. And it doesn't have to be the one I make. It doesn't have to be the one. But I'm looking at it from a business perspective and knowing this man's is going to be on TV. Oh, yeah, definitely Roman okay. Um, The past, the past, man, I could have cooked up something crazy for like a, uh, ooh, back in the day. Let me think about the time when hip-hop was really coming alive, too, in wrestling. Man, I could have cooked up something fire for like a, a young rock, a young Rocky, like like Nation of Domination Rock. I could have cooked up something, cooked up something fire up for like a, a young Mark Henry, a uh, man. So many guys. I mean, a young Ray Mysterio at the time. Okay. Young Ray, WCW Ray Mysterio. Ooh, okay, okay. Like, WCW ring, like, I wanted to, I really, but the person that I really feel like I could have done something fire for, and it was a short period of time, that 97, 98 skinny heel Eddie Guerrero with the long hair, Ooh. Ooh. I could have made something flame for him. Back when he was feuding with Ray, and he had on, like, the, the fire-printed, yeah, yeah, the long
1: tights, and when he
2: get to the those yes, everything. That period of, yeah, when he just turned heel, and he was like, was like, he would just walk out real smooth and just look at people and wouldn't talk much. And he would just wrestle. He was, he was in the cruiserweight division. Man, that Eddie Girl, I could have laid something. But that, that's honestly, like, when we talk about like heels, that's one of my favorite heel periods of all time in wrestling, okay. as far as him, that character. That, him, like, my favorite heels. And what is, it inspired me to make music? I watched Hollywood Rock from 03. I watch uh, it's not my fault Batista before he left to do movies. I watch '91, '92, put the snake on Macho Man's arm, Jake the Snake. That is like my Ooh. ultimate heel. I watch that is like that is like the ultimate heel. I watch that Jake the Snake. That's sadistic, Jake the Snake. That is my favorite heel of all time. And I watch that. Ninety seven, ninety eight Guerrero, and that that is like if I can make music for any of them or like anything to do with that, I'm good.
1: Man, that that's fire, especially that Batista, because they missed a. I think they missed something when Batista turned heel and they he left. They missed a boat there. They should they should have hired him for another year.
2: Yeah, yeah. I love that Batista when he was coming out then He had the spotlight on him, and he yep. amazing heel work. Amazing work. I love it.
0: I I, I know I said it before, but I got to say it again. Your understand, It shows that you really are not just somebody coming to get a dollar in the wrestling world. You are a student of this wrestling, and you respect the business, man. And people that respect the business always do great in this. I mean, your knowledge is amazing, brother. I want you to know that, man, for real. Uh, and I love to see that, man, because as you know, as you've met the guys, and you've seen all this, there's guys that come in, boom, grab a dollar, and they out. They don't care nothing about this but you have the utmost respect for the business, the characters.
2: I, I just want to say I love that, man. That's what's up. Thank you, ben. Um, Uh, is, is, it, is it okay if I, uh, one quick thing, is it okay if I give you guys the exclusive here and your guys' show? Oh, yeah, do your thing. Go. So, uh, the, I was looking at the TV, the TV behind you right there. I the, believe behind you, they're playing uh, Josiah's joint uh, for Sean Spears. And... um. There's a song coming out on my album, Erica's Son, in November. There's a song called um, Greatest Ever with me, Josiah, and obviously, if you guys know who Megaran is, he's the first one that started doing a lot of the hip-hop theme stuff before Josiah and myself. So I was able to get those two guys to team up with me, and they're both on the, they're both on the same song with me on the album. So we, like, we formed Voltron again. And oh. um, that is going to be an amazing song. I mean, the album just got done. So to have those two guys on the on a song, and it's not a wrestler-related song because it's all of us just rapping, yeah, yeah. coming together. Um, I'm glad that was able to happen. So I definitely want to give you guys that exclusive that that will be on the album. It's called The Greatest Ever with me, Megaran, and uh Josiah Williams. So I'm excited. Y'all just heard it. And didn't they just re-sign Josiah,
0: Williams? I thought I re- I, I think I think they did. I think I think he's back. I believe I he's. Thought about- I, re- I, re- I thought I read it just resigned him, man. That's what's up, man. Y'all heard that we got another exclusive on the Whip yeah. Show. Yeah. But speaking of exclusives,
1: Daryl, I think it's about time you don't hit him with. Uh, before I add my, ask my question, I actually, want to add something to yours. I want to add C okay. because okay. we talked about theme songs and wrestlers, and you, you know, artists with your music. What about movies or movie characters? Is there a movie character? You know, you talk about Black Panther. Can be, you know, superheroes, Star Wars. What is there a movie character that you said, man? For this John Wick, I don't know. I could, I could create something around him that would light a fire for this guy.
2: Great question. Um, I've always been a fan of like, I'm a fan of the heels because I feel like they add so the, the, the antagonists add so much to the story. You know what I mean? They, even though they're not meant to survive at the end a lot of the times and, and, and the good of common decency always prevails in the movies like I would love to have written something for the Heath Ledger, uh, Heath Ledger Joker. I would have loved to Ooh. Okay. just because of that dimension of that character of Bane, the, uh, the, the last Batman movie that Bane was in. I forgot the guy's name to play that character. He played the hell out of that character Tom Hardy um, Absolutely Um, excuse me for for the namesake who else Uh, man Um, Killmonger would have been a dope one Um, because necessarily he wasn't wrong Thanos is another one because technically Thanos is not wrong in his thesis on what he's talking about is that he went the wrong way about it but he wasn't wrong in what he was fighting for Thanos wasn't so it's crazy because there's so many guys like I would love to like Go go in a different world and do something more abstract, like a, a Jack Sparrow. You know what I mean? From Pirates of the Caribbean, just different type of characters that I really enjoy. People played that I could write something for in a movie. Um, if it's something more human being ish whereas it's just like like who they are, just as people. I would have loved to. I would have like my type of thing. I would have loved to make music for like White Man Can't Jump, like Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. I would have loved to do something for that, just because that's like that kind of movies that I like to watch. So yeah. I would love to make like a theme song for like that kind of movie or Money Train or.
0: I, I uh, swear to you my God, dog. That's White Man Can't Jump is my movie. I gotta ask you, cause if you say this, I'm really rocking with you. Did you like Baby Boy?
2: Did I like Baby Boy with Tyrese?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. He didn't like it. I like, he
2: didn't it. like it. That's my movie, man. I'm now, sorry. Listen, I'm listen. My movie I like it. I, listen, listen. I, I liked it. I just felt like they, they, like. Remember, remember, there was a time on BET where that's all they played. Oh well, yeah, I get, I get that. Yeah, for sure. That's the I get only that movie that they owned. like they Like, like, nine o'clock, baby boy. Ten o'clock, baby boy. Like, I, I mean, it was I that's cool. all they played. I but cool. yeah, I love baby boy. I love, I love the movie. I love, I love what Tyrese, um. What he played, what he represented, a lot of black men could relate to that yeah. character. A lot of black men could relate to that character, and he played the hell out of that character. So I think on just of so what he acted, what just what he was doing, a lot of black men grew up in that kind of environment. So yeah, it yeah. um it had to kind of reprogram themselves. So it was definitely definitely that's another one too for sure. Now, Daryl, if
0: you want to go ask your question, I'm gonna finish off with mine. Yeah. Okay. Well, go ahead. Finish yours, guys.
1: Michael. Finish Okay.
0: Yours. Well, I'm glad you touched on that, talking about the black man thing, because obviously we got everything going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Black people are way more in the forefront, visually, than we ever been. In, in, in all facets of entertainment, uh, even including pro wrestling. Because as you know, since you go back, it wasn't a whole lot of us back then. We had Junkyard Dog. We had Coco. we had I mean, we had a couple. But now we got the New Day. I mean, we got tons of them. You got your boy Swerve. We got Cedric Gallant we got the hurt, we got the hurt business. You know what I'm saying? How does it feel being part of that as a black man, man, and moving forward? And do you really see the progression and growth as black people in the wrestling industry and in the music and entertainment industry as a whole?
2: Yes. Um, I'm very, very proud, man, to see us as, as, as black men and black people, whether it's Naomi, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, um, that side, that side of the, of the spectrum, uh, the herd business, Isaiah Swerve Scott, I mean, like he's named. I mean, you even have a Josiah who's with WWE now, you know, and him breaking new ground for what he's doing. Um, you know, people in different forms of, of, of their careers and different forms of spectrums of what they're doing. It says a lot, man. It says a whole lot to, to be involved in this and have a part in watching this grow. Because there was a time when there wasn't many of us, man. It wasn't many of us. You you know, you was – the most you could probably get was tag team champ, and you wasn't even there long. You know, then you'd get Intercontinental champion for a little bit. You know, for a little bit. Back then, the black guy was getting Intercontinental championship. That's the most he would get. And then now they're starting to sprinkle a little bit once the blue moon, you know, you know, was getting the heavyweight title, but it, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it didn't does feel like it was the main belt, you know what I mean? So now there's more opportunities to watch guys really, really excel. They have a, a, a plethora of talent in the dairy-to-be now, from the street profits to I mean so many African American figures on television that it it says a lot, man. And I wish the best for everyone out there that's doing that thing. Shout out to me and shout uh, out to Cedric Alexander, man. I'm proud of him. That's my brother. I love him, and just watching what he's doing, watching him actually go through the storm and actually him doing what he's about to do now. Now we're about to see the breakthrough of Cedric, and I'm very, very proud of him for that. Shout out to my sister Swall. Love you to death, sis. Everything she's doing in AEW, being you know Nyla Rose, my homie. Um, a lot of people in in the industry. Amber Rodriguez, who's in an up and coming in uh, the independent circuit. They're all putting in work and I'm glad to be a part of this, you know, even, you know, musically or whatever part I play. I'm just glad to be involved. Actual,
1: that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Daryl go ahead and talk to him. Yeah, let, let me, so the first, first thing, we, we talked about white men can't jump, man. I fell in love with Rosie Press. That's my. I'm a married guy. That's my exception right there. <laughs> it's, it's
2: talk about Perez. it. You know, talk can't about can't it, good sir. Let's talk about it, good sir. Talk about it, good sir. That's I'm my exception. Whole, about
1: sir, <laughs> well, I got, I, about got it, I got it on paper. I got a, one exception, so man, there we go. Um, and we, and you talk so much about the music and the characters. I enjoyed your answer about the movies and all of that because I think that's what's missing right now from the business is that whole character. It's not just it's the interview, it's the manager, it's the, the their outfits. Like everybody looks the same. Everybody's got a beard and black. Leather tights, you know, they look the same. It's having that individualistic aspect. And I think that's missing, and you touched on that so much. Talking about characters, you know, when, you, when you're making it behind the scenes in this locker room, and this is kind of getting into the question I always ask, you, you've seen these characters on TV. Now you're in the locker room. Now you're getting, you passing CDs out, you're signing up people. You know, you're in the locker room. Is there a moment where you're sitting next to somebody, or talking to somebody in that locker room, and you go, oh, my God, and you're marking out. Maybe you don't express it, but you're like, I cannot believe I am here with
2: X person, and if so, what was that moment? Uh, The podcast, the podcast now, it it opened doors in that way. I started to feel – it took me a while to feel like I belonged to doing it because when I was in the Indies in the locker room and stuff like that, it was passing out CDs, and I was so focused. That if I if I walked by like a Kevin Sullivan and stuff like that, it would hit me like, damn, this is Kevin Sullivan just walking around saying, Hey, what's up, man? And we're just talking. Or Jimmy Hart. You know what I mean? All these legends that were just walking around. Sonny Ono, you know what I mean? They, 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 you could have like conversations with these people. Then it really started hitting me how far that I, I came. Like when we interviewed Cesaro, guys that I grew up watching. Yeah. You know, that's when it started to hit like people within my same age demographic or something like it, it, it hits but we interviewed Kofi when we interviewed Kofi when we interviewed um, when we interviewed Cesaro those two it really really opened my eyes like wow like I, like I, the room like stood still for a second like well I can't believe I'm here like these people I used to watch on TV. And I get a chance to interview them and ask them questions. And the WWE is like cool with me doing it. Yeah. And like they know who I am. And for them to be like, yeah, you can interview whoever. And just, just interview these guys and us talk hip-hop. And I'm talking hip-hop with Cesaro. And he's telling me about his favorite rap CDs. And oh, man, you should check this out. We're exchanging like rap songs to check out. And I was like, this is what, where in the world like, where does it come from? Like, no, no. like and I think about the time it would be in 2014. It was 30 degrees outside. It was snowing. And I'm standing out there with a, a, a hard eight ball jacket on and a CD that said Montese Roman Reigns. And just to see how far I've come from that to now, I don't take none of it for granted. And it's crazy how things have happened. I just man, it's it's. Uh, that's those were, those were my true mark out moments. Was sitting next to Kofi Kingston and Cesaro. I I knew, I knew like wow. A brother a brother's here now. Okay.
0: Ooh ooh, that's what's up, man. Blessed man, blessed up right there, bro. Woo! We can't keep you here all night. We don't have a ball with you, man. We can't keep you here all night. But we do want to ask this question right quick. What should we look coming forward? with Montesi, man. What's coming down the pipe,
2: baby? Oh, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, one. Thank you guys for the time. Thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to come on this awesome show with you guys. And hopefully this is not the last time. And um, we can, you know, we can uh, chop up game and, and talk about things in the future, man. I definitely, definitely, definitely will be looking into being you guys for the pipeline for the music video thing. Don't think I forgot about that. That definitely... Hey, I'm with it. We there. We there, we baby. there baby. We there. Yeah. That definitely is something that um, I will definitely have in my Rolodex. So, uh, that definitely didn't go by the wayside if you're saying that. Um, man, uh, you know, there's so much happening, man, with me right now. Uh, first, I want to get all the advertisements out of the way. Swerve City Podcast. We just had Shanti Blackheart on there. Um, me and Swerve will be introducing and interviewing Drew McIntyre next week on the show. The current WWE Champion will be on our podcast. Um, YouTube.com backslash City Podcast. Uh, the Twitter, hit us up on Swerve City Pod on Twitter. I mean, so much happening, man, with the podcast. Me and Swerve are finishing up our second album together. It's called GPS. And that album will be out Thanksgiving Day. My album, my solo album, Erica's Son, will also be out the same day. So it's almost like a double disc album. Uh, a, a love below speaker box, Andre 3000, Big Boy type thing, and um, we're going to put both so, both albums out on the same day together as a, like kind of like a double disc thing for people to check out. Um, we have we have uh, we have our truth on the album. Woo! We have we have uh, last album we have Leo Rush on the album. This album we have our truth. We have Juice from the Flapper Zombies on the album. Nice. We have Josiah Williams on the album. We have Mega Red on the album. So. There's a lot of lot of names on there, man, that is that has come out, man. And um, you know, there's there's talks, you know, we have we might have MVP come out of retirement and, and might do something on the album. So we have we have a we have a lot of we have a lot of great features on the album, man, that we're pressing for. A lot of WWE, there's a lot of WWE people that are in the back that you would think and sing or produce that's on the album. Oh, um, I, those, I don't want to cut you off, man, but you just made me think of
0: something. Since you, I know you know, like you just said, there's a lot of people in the back that can spit. I know I heard back in the day that Jake Hager likes hip hop. I don't know if he spit, but I know I think Matt Hardy do a little something. I think Carlito just do a little something back in the day. MVP. Throw off some of them names out there that people that spit in the back that rap, people don't know they can do a little something with a flow game. Uh,
2: I know Carlito. Carlito can do a little something. Um. Rikishi was nice. Rikishi was nice. Rikishi, if Rikishi took it seriously, he definitely could have, because he was nice. Um, okay. Who else was somebody else that I, that, that could spit? Uh, Sanjay, Sanjay Dunn, obviously. DJZ. Um, DJZ. Now, uh, 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 Now um, I forgot his name in Dirty B. I keep forgetting his name. I'm sorry. Um, uh, formerly known as DJZ and Impact. Uh, a lot of guys, man, can rap and can spit. Um, who else has a great ear? MVP has a great ear for production. Um, Cedric Alexander has a great ear for production, surprisingly. Guys who has like great ears. Um Cesaro has so Cesaro has the most underrated hip-hop knowledge I've ever met in somebody. You would not think he knew as much about rap as he did. But Cesaro, Cesaro is an encyclopedia of hip-hop. Wow. And uh, yeah, give a change for Cesaro, man. Can you imagine him coming out, man? Th- you know, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. He surprised me. He surprised me when we were talking. Like, he surprised me. So, yeah, man, we're cooking. I mean, um, another news, man, I'm dropping uh, on the 25th, man. It's Caged. Me and Brian Cage are dropping a song, Terminate on Sight, man. I'm excited for this music video. We just shot it a couple days ago. It was a lot of fun to do. Um, so Terminate on site will be out very, very soon. Um, I uh, have uh, have something for Moxley in the cut that'll be coming out later. I have something in the cut also as well that I've been working on for Jericho off and on too um, called The Judas Effect. So there's a lot of tracks. A lot of people know what's coming as far as the, 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 not only the talent, but everybody involved in AEW as well. Me and AEW have a very dope relationship. Shout out to them. And, uh, yeah, man, so that's what's happening on the, on the music tip, podcast tip. Uh, one last announcement. I will definitely let you guys know. Everybody know that I will be going back to my motivational speaking roots very, very soon. Okay. Um, the, 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 the COVID, you know, has, has shut down a lot of things. And no matter what these dudes might say, I'm not getting into politics right now. Contrary to what we might see on TV, I'm not popping up at everybody's school right now during this. So so, um, I am um, going to uh, take my time. Um, I'm not really a big fan of virtual school or virtual motivational speaking. I'll I'll do like motivational speaking clips, but like teaching and stuff, I got to be hands-on with the people. I touch the people, be one, take pictures with the people, be one with the kids. Um, My demographic more goes to the ninth and 12th graders, ninth through 12th, that age group right before it's time to be adults because I can have that real talk with them. And um, I don't have to worry about keeping their attention like you have to do with kids. So, that, um, you know, I would definitely be getting back my motivational speaking. Any information on that, Montesi at gmail.com. Anything Square City podcast related, Square City podcast at gmail.com. And um, hit me up at TZ at TZ Scott on Instagram, Twitter. And um, definitely, hey, everybody that's watching this great podcast, man. Stream that Sammy Guevara, and let's get to these one million streams, man. I need that one mil, baby. Y'all heard
0: it. Y'all heard. it. You heard the man. You heard it. Stream it now. Let's go. Do it,
1: Girl, You got something else for this young man? Man, no, man. Uh, like I said, man, he's been, he's been, like I, he's been all in, uh, and I don't mean that just as a phrase. But he's been all in today, and like I said, I really appreciate what he's bringing to characters because, like I said, it's really something missing from the business, and uh, I just want to see him. You know. Uh, carry that forward. So, no, I'm excited to have you as a guest today. That's what's up. Well, like I said, we had a
0: great show, but it's time for the very last segment before we get out of here. And this segment is called Ring the Bell. What you do at Ring the Bell is we give you 60 seconds. You can say anything. You can give an inspirational quote. You can uh, promote again. You can just say something wild. But whatever you want to do, Montesi, you got sixty seconds. Ring the bell.
2: One thing I want to tell you guys is: stay forward, stay current in what you want to do. Stay, stay diligent. Stay, stay diligent. Stay, stay motivated. Never, never give up on your dreams. Keep pushing. If you're a wrestling fan, you are just as important as the person stepping from behind that camera. Keep supporting wrestling, love wrestling, stick together with wrestling, we are a cult unit and we have to stick together. If you disagree with anything in this world with wrestling, move forward, fellow black men, stick together, let's stick together black men. Black men squash all beefs, let's come together. We have to stick together now in this world with everything going on. If it's not important and that man did not try to take your mama out, get over it. And um, you know, let's, let's stick together as black people. Let's come together in this world universally. Let's let's stick together for what we plan on doing in this world. Let's make a direct impact. Let's love each other. And um, make sure you guys follow this wonderful podcast of what these guys are going on. These two wonderful black gentlemen right here are doing something amazing. These guys deserve the world. They have everything going on right now that I see that is uh, their platform is amazing. Please subscribe to their channel. Show love to their channel. Anything these guys need from me, I am there for them. I'm only a message away, and God bless you guys.
0: Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. And same to you, man. Like I told you earlier in the show, I love what you're doing out here, man. Energy. Energy. You respect the business, but you're doing it as a strong black brother, man. You have not uh, uh, conceded that strong black man for money. You stay true to who you are. And you're doing your thing. And that's what I respect more than anything, dog. Real talk. But.
2: Bless, King. Bless, King. Thank you.
0: For sure, man.
1: With that being said, girl, we done had another great show, dog. Man, another. Like I said, every guest we've had on here. There's respect for the business, like you said, but also they love the business. You know, it's not just a, a payday. It's like they love it. They watch it. They're fans. They, they, they're proud of it. So I And he's been keeping that line going, man. I appreciate everything you're doing. It's, this has been great. Salute, man. Salute. Well, guys,
0: y'all know what it is, how to get a hold of us. We on the show each and every Friday. You can follow our podcast, The Whip Show Podcast, on Anchor, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast at. And like I said, if you want to watch the video, you can watch it on YouTube. Just put in The Whip Show Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at The Whip Show Podcast. And if there's a guest that you want on the show that you want us to reach out to, hit us up, The Whip Show Podcast at gmail.com. We're going to get on out of here. You know what it is. Oh, and like they said, subscribe, subscribe, follow. You know what to do. It's, it's YouTube. It's podcast. You know what to do. Follow us. But you know what it is. I am Deshaun Whip Dog Whipple and... Devastating Nero Pace. And we had the big homie montesi in the building. We will see you next time on the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders Podcast, a.k.a. Ooh. The Whip Show. Take care, y'all.